Hello, my friends, and welcome once again to The Daily Run. I are at the Run of the Mills podcast, where we are currently going through the book of Titus. We are in Titus chapter 1, and we are all the way in verse 6. I know, if you've been with us this week, um, that might be shocking because we spent a whole lot of time in verse 5. But we were talking about the qualifications that Paul gives Titus as far as uh, placing elders, uh, putting pastors in charge of these churches in the different towns in Crete. So um, last time we talked about the first thing he says, a bishop must be blameless as a steward of God. Well, I didn't, we didn't get as a steward of God. All we got was um, he must be blameless. Um, and uh, and so we talked about character, you know, that, that uh, there shouldn't be you know, accusations out there against this man. There shouldn't be, uh, his reputation should be, should be stellar, you know, and that should be all of our goals because we are ambassadors of Christ. And so it should be our goal to have stellar reputations. A lot of people like to say things like, well, I don't care what people think about me. It doesn't matter what people think about me. God look, man looks at the outside outward appearance. God looks at the heart. Well, yeah, um, but maybe the, there's maybe there's a problem there with your heart. Maybe you don't care what people think about you. Maybe there is a problem. Because maybe what they think about you is not because of how you physically look, as in the case of that verse you just quoted. God doesn't look at the outward appearance, but on the heart, because uh, that's from uh, when, God's, uh, when God spoke to Samuel about David, um, who was the youngest of all the brothers in the family that he was going to anoint a king in. Um, and he didn't look like a king like the other guys did. And so God says, hey, you know, man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So our what people think about us does matter. It does matter. Now, we shouldn't be obsessed with impressing people, pleasing people. We shouldn't be obsessed with, you know, making sure, you know, being, I guess, being being overly concerned with what everybody thinks. Oh, what do they think I think of me? What does that guy think of me? Because it should be really a side effect of your walk with Jesus, right? As you love him and you love others, right? Because you're, you're loving your neighbor as yourself. As you show that love and concern for others, that should bring about a stellar, a stellar reputation, right? Because of your concern for others. The problem is a lot of Christians don't have stellar reputations. I've dealt with a lot of these people. I used to deal with people in when I had a business. Then I actually had a couple of people different times tell me, you know, I knew they were part of a church and um, I sold a lot of music equipment and I was selling music equipment to a guy who was um, uh, a worship leader at a church. And I said something about it like, hey, you know, this, you did not come through on your side of the deal. And and, um, you know, and I don't remember exactly what the details were, but I basically said, look, you know, on your, on your Facebook page, it says you're the, a worship leader at a church. Now I'm a pastor of a church and I want to deal with you in a fair and honest, you know, honorable manner. And, um, and I would just warn you in the future, you know, run your business in a, you know, do your business in a, in a godly fashion because, um, uh, if, if I wasn't a Christian and I flipped over to your Facebook page to find out more about you after you, you know, didn't follow through on the agreement, that might turn me away from, from the Lord. Like another one of the, oh, another hypocritical Christian, you know? And what he told me was, well, I keep my business separate. I, you know, 
and something he, I remember this kid telling me, is that, you know, something my dad taught me was keep my business separate from my faith. And I was like, I hate to say anything bad about your dad, but that's not godly advice. You don't separate. You don't separate your walk with the Lord from things. Well, I, you know, I, I, my faith is important to me, except in my marriage. Oh, politicians love to say this. They love to say stuff like, I don't allow my personal faith convictions to influence my policy decisions. Like, well, then you have no personal faith convictions because it should influence everything you do. Um, so anyway, um, all that to say your reputation matters, but it's not about putting on a show, right? Because I've seen this. I've, I've definitely seen those people who in church put on a show and I usually fall for the show. I usually believe the act. Um, this is the way I, you know, I don't know. This is kind of how I am. I guess I'm duped that way um, by people. But uh, usually the truth comes out. You know, usually the guy that's putting on the act is the great family man. Um, eventually it comes out that he's not. You know, when his wife came crying to my wife about her husband, you know, throwing things at her or, you know, calling her horrible names, cussing her out, you know, or when I was a youth pastor, the kids in the youth group, you know, or the Sunday school class, the kids telling me, you know, do you pray for my parents? Sure. And then they go, cause they're, you know, Oh, you know, do you pray for my dad? Because, Oh, wow. That's, that's inconsistent with the guy, the act I see putting on upstairs because you see your reputation shouldn't be based on an act. It should be the, the natural out, outgrowth of your loving others and loving the Lord. You know, and if anyone has anything negative to say about you, let it be because they're ridiculing your walk with him, you know, um, let it be that they have a problem with Jesus and not a problem with you being a liar or a cheat or a swindler or, uh, you know, cheap where you don't tip, you know, drives me crazy when Christians don't tip, like somebody served you, throw them some, throw them, throw them some money, you know, be a good tipper. Uh, it's a good witness. So. That's what we talked about last time. <laughs> a bishop must be blameless. Um, ha, you know, have that good. He should have that reputation where that people don't have things against him. It's it's an outgrowth of his right walk with the Lord. He said, and it says for a, he must be blameless as a steward of God. And this is something I didn't say last time. Like think about that. This is a blameless as a steward of God. A steward of a steward. First of all, is um, that's a term that we don't generally use a whole lot in our modern Western vernacular. So a steward was someone who managed your property or managed your money. So a wealthy person might have their steward and the steward was somebody who oversaw the, the fields, the crops, the farmers, whatever it was, the steward oversaw that. And it was a very important and honorable job. Um, and having a blameless steward was very important because you wanted somebody in that role that you could trust. You wanted somebody that's who's managing your affairs, managing your money, managing your finances, managing your property to do so in a way that was blameless, right? So this is the job um, of each of us. We are stewards of what God has entrusted to us. And this is something you see throughout the Bible, this idea of, you know, being good stewards. We need to be good stewards of what God has entrusted to us. And I could really go off on a long tangent on that one. I'm fighting it right now. Don't go off on the tangent, Mike. Um, 
but whatever God has entrusted you, you ought to be a steward of understanding like your money, the money that God has given you. Um, it's his, any money you have, if you think it's yours, it's not, it's his. If you think it's yours, then just say this prayer, dear Lord, this money is all mine and you can't have it. And then watch it disappear. Um, but because it's his, it's his. And so there are things that we do that remind us that it's his. One of those things is, um, some people would call it tithing, but that's, uh, the, the idea of get, bringing money to support the church, to support ministry, bringing the first fruits of what you, of what you get, um, purposing in your heart cheerfully ahead of time before you get your paycheck saying, you know, this is how much I'm going to give and then giving it and not doing such a thing where, where it's like, okay, well, let's see how much money I've left over at the end of the month. And I'll give that because there's, you know, for most people, there's never anything left over, but the idea is I am going to bring this first bit to the Lord. And it's a reminder to me that this is all his, and I'm going to trust in him to provide the rest of my needs with what's left. And I want to be a good steward of what's his. And this is a good reminder to me that it's all his. And so stewardship's an important thing. And not just stewardship of finances, but stewardship of your children. You know, that God has entrusted you with these children. Uh, the ministry God has given you. The talents, right? The talents and abilities you have. That God has given you these things to use for his glory. And how much of the time do you use them for his glory? And, and how much of it is just used for your own? You know, and that comes back into the stewardship of, of giving, you know, supporting ministries and such, uh, supporting your, your local church, because you've been given these gifts and abilities and talents in a job, and you are able to make money. And how many people, I mean, how many people, that's all for them. It's all for them. They never use any of it for the Lord. It's all about for their enjoyment, for their future. And they're not being stewards of his property of his gifts. And that's what we're called to do. And so that is what a bishop or a pastor is called to do as well. And called to be is a blameless steward of God. He is managing God's things. This is not his church. This is God's church, not his congregation. This is God's congregation. This is not his money in the bank account. It's the Lord's. And you want a guy who gets that. God bless you. Talk to you next time.